What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. It is Wednesday, July 22nd, one day away from the beginning of the baseball season, two days away from the beginning of the Detroit Tigers season. In this first segment, I'm going to talk about yesterday's scrimmage. Can't say inter-squad scrimmage anymore. No, we're moving on up. Wee-hoo! There was a scrimmage yesterday against the Cincinnati Reds, the same team that the Tigers will be opening against a couple days from now to begin the 2020 season. I'll be talking about that game, my takeaways from that in segment one. And in segment two, we're going to enter full-on prediction mode. I'm going to tell you how I think this team stacks up how I think they're going to finish, who the breakout stars are going to be, who's going to take a step forward, who's going to take a step back. I will provide all of that regarding my 2020 predictions for the Detroit Tigers in segment number two. But first off, I just want to give a few takeaways from yesterday's scrimmage against the Reds. Pitching struggled. Uh, That Reds offense is good, man. That Reds offense is going to be very, very tough to pitch to in 2020. But I'm not going to talk a ton about the pitching because most of the guys we saw yesterday are not guys who are going to be on the opening day roster and probably won't see much action in the 2020 season. Anyway, a few prospects, former high draft picks, Kyle Funkhauser and Bo Burrows pitched. Funk looked all right. Uh, he's looked better. His stuff his stuff looks better in this summer than I've seen it in the minor leagues over the last few years. Uh, Burrows is, is struggling. I mean, he got rocked really hard yesterday. The more I see him, the more I wonder if he's just going to be one of those guys who never even makes it to the major leagues. You know, I, I think he's, his stuff is fine, struggles locating very often, and uh, I mean, he got pounded yesterday, and, and another kind of step backwards for Bo Burrows, but I, I want to focus on the offense here. I am as adamant as anyone about taking spring training and taking summer camp with a grain of salt. I've been burned too many times in my young life. I remember one one of the ones I always point to was in 2018. People saying, oh, Victor Martinez, he looks good. He's going to go out with a bang in his final season. Oh boy, watch out, Victor Martinez, he's a monster. And he put up like a 600-something OPS. Weird things happen in spring. Weird things happen, I guess, in this version of spring, which is the summer camp. And especially in inter-squad scrimmages, it's hard to figure out whether or not the hitting is good and the pitching is just bad. And when you're facing guys that you're familiar with, it is advantage hitter. The more times you see a pitcher, the more comfortable you're going to get facing him. But having watched enough inter-squad games, having watched enough of spring training, and having watched yesterday's scrimmage against the Reds, I can definitively say something that I was very hesitant to say up until this point. This offense is going to be substantially better than they were in 2019. Now, when you hit rock bottom, there's nowhere to go but up, in fairness. And last year's offense was rock bottom. I know I've brought this statistic up before. I think I probably even did it on this podcast in the very beginning, but it's worth repeating. Last year, there was a record number of home runs hit. The Minnesota Twins alone had eight guys with 20 or more home runs. The Tigers' leader had 15. In a year filled with embarrassing statistics and and bad looks and bad performances, that one stands out to me as the crowning achievement of 2019 Detroit Tigers' ineptitude. 
Now, in fairness, it is a number that is a little bit skewed. Nick Castellanos probably would have gotten to that 20 home run mark if not for the fact that he was traded, but sorry, you know, I, I don't make excuses. It was still embarrassing enough, even if they did have only one guy who got to 20. That is a, a pitiful statistic. I can definitively say, now obviously no one will get to 20 because it's only a 60-game season, but in terms of power, this offense is substantially better than it was a season ago. I can say that without having even seen them play a regular season game. You can just tell. Like, let's look back at last year's team. By the time you got to the end of last season, how many guys in that lineup could you look at and say, you know what, this is a guy who would probably start for a good baseball team? Miggy, sure, just because that average was fairly solid, and he he is still Miguel Cabrera, maybe only in name alone and not so much production, but, you know, he, he, still, he still gets his hits, right? Maybe Goody, maybe Nico Goodrum, possibly. You know, his defense and versatility adds, you know, a fair amount to a baseball team, in fairness. Jacoby Jones was okay last season. You know, maybe on a good team he could be a number nine hitter, but that's about it. I look at this lineup now, I see somewhere between four to six guys who I think could probably start on a solid major league roster. Now, they would be low, pretty far down in that lineup. I'm not surprised by certain guys. I'm not surprised to see scope hitting home runs. They hit three consecutive home runs at one point yesterday. I forgot to bring that up. I'm not surprised to see Nico Goodrum hitting home runs. I'm not surprised to see CJ Crone hitting pretty well for the Tigers in summer, but there are some guys who I genuinely think have shown a lot of improvements in the summer, and how much that will translate into regular season, it's too early to tell, but I think Kristen Stewart looks much better. Better. I think his body looks a lot better. He's in tremendous shape. I've talked ad nauseum about how he's a liability in the outfield, but if he can get the bat going, that won't really matter. I think Jamer Candelario looks much, much better than he did a season ago when he was completely lost at the plate. I do think that this new hitting coach will help them. I mean, I think in a way it'll kind of just be addition by subtraction. I've been adamant with my theory that Lloyd McClendon is, is quite possibly the worst hitting coach in all of baseball. I mean, he has gone everywhere and yet seemingly not succeeded anywhere. So I think that'll help. But just in general, you look top to bottom. There there are power threats here. I'm not saying any one of these guys is going to have a 900 plus OPS. And in general, I would still say that this is a lineup that will probably rank in the bottom half in all of baseball. But considering where they were a year ago, I do believe that that will be a significant improvement. And just in general, I feel like guys' approaches at the plate are just a million times better than they were a season ago. Last year, when you got two strikes on anyone, it it was danger time. Guys would swing at the same pitches over and over. Like every time, you could tell from the first inning what pitch the starting pitcher on the opposing team was going to use to get Detroit Tigers bats out. I, I remember there was a game early on where they were going up against Shane Bieber. Every time he got into a two-strike count, slider away, and every time, like clockwork to right-handed hitters, swing and a miss. I'm not seeing that those kind of desperation two-strike swings. I'm seeing better at-bats. I'm seeing guys with better approaches, and I think that is a massive step forward. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not going to save this season. It's not going to catapult this team to a, to a legitimate divisional contender, but I do think it is a massive step forward, and I do think it is something to look out for. I don't think there's anyone in this lineup that's necessarily going to scare anybody, and I think for that reason, like I said, I think it will be an offense that is probably in the bottom half in terms of productivity across Major League Baseball, but every single guy at least has the ability 
to put together a solid at-bat. And that is something I could not say about even half of these guys a season ago. So I think they are taking steps in the right direction. One person, though, I think is taking steps backwards. And I've picked on this guy a lot, but I'll do it again. Adele Lugo wasn't a major league ball player when he was acquired by the Tigers. He wasn't a good major league ball player a season ago. And he won't be a major league ball player in 2020. I think he'll be uh, designated for assignment and thus put on waivers here pretty soon. He looked awful in his ABs yesterday. Still doesn't look comfortable playing third base. Just not a very good major league ball player. And his time here, I think, will be coming to an end. Just wanted to throw that caveat out there. I felt like I was being a little bit too positive here in segment number one. Now, when we come back in segment number two, it's prediction time. I'm going to tell you where I think this team is going to finish. I'm going to tell you who the stars are going to be. I'm going to tell you who who the breakout performers for the Detroit Tigers will be in 2020. And I will end it by giving you my prediction for what this team's record will be in a 60-game 2020 season. We will be right back. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. And we're back. I will say one thing I forgot to mention. There was some discussion about what certain Detroit Tigers players will do during the National Anthem in 2020. It's news. I'm not going to act like it isn't important news. I'm I'm so exhausted by that stuff. I feel with this the way that certain people feel about COVID. If you want to seek that stuff out, you're welcome to. I'm just, I, I don't really, I, I, there's not an angle I can discuss it. I feel like m- there are much more intelligent people than me who can discuss that and talk about that controversy, what for some reason is still a controversy, uh, better than I can. But I will say that it has been talked about and it looks like some players will be electing to stay inside uh, it, inside the clubhouse during uh, the National Anthem in 2020, at least to start the season. Now, on to a more pressing issue, predictions. How do I think this team is going to ultimately fare in 2020? I'm not going to go through every single player, but I'm going to talk about some individuals who I think will have really good seasons. I will say, I think through 60 games, this team's best hitter will be C.J. Crone. I think he's had a wonderful, he had a very good spring. He's had an f- even more phenomenal summer camp. I think he's determined. To, and I said a few weeks ago that guys who are on one-year deals are going to suffer from only having a 60-game season. And the more I've thought about it, the more I'm actually going to retract that statement a bit because I feel like if C.J. Crone goes out there in 2020 and has the best 60-game stretch of his career, 
I could see him getting a multi-year deal that he probably wouldn't have gotten had there have been a full 162-game season. So that's something to look out for. A lot of people are really interested in how Miguel Cabrera is going to fare. Ultimately, I think he will just be slightly better than he's been over the last couple years. And I know that's disappointing to people. I I think the power will be slightly up. Maybe not home run power, but doubles power. I give the guy a lot of credit for not giving up, for getting himself into better shape. And and that will absolutely help him. But man, those knees, that's what bothers me, man. It's difficult for him to lift, even with the weight loss. I think he'll be slightly improved and that's about it. And he will continue to be a shadow of what he was in the prime of his career. One guy who I think is going to be a very interesting piece for this team in 2020 is Nico Goodrum. I've talked about his versatility. I've talked about his athleticism. He's streaky with the bat, but we've seen him have some really excellent moments here in his two years in Detroit. He could be one of those guys, if he has a good first month, that I could actually see on the trading block. I think there's a lot of teams that will be really enticed by his versatility and what he brings to a ball club. I like him as a player. I love the fact he loves Detroit and he wants to be here, but baseball is a business. I think if there's one guy on the team who will be a more enticing trade piece than anyone actually thinks, it would be Nico Goodrum. Because in general, I don't see them making a ton of trades. I think a, a one month into the season trade deadline is is kind of ludicrous. I don't think we'll see many across baseball at all, but if there's one that I could see being an actual piece in 2020 for the Tigers, it would be Nico Goodrum. I think a majority of the other guys are going to be exactly how we expect them to be. I think Scope will be what he's been the last couple of years. I think Maben will be what he's been the last couple of years. I think nothing of the catchers. I, I don't think they'll produce offensively. I don't think they'll be much better defensively. That's a, a pretty ragtag bunch of catchers, to be honest with you. My only hope is that Jake Rogers gets called up at some point and actually figures out how to hit at the major league level. Jacoby Jones, I think, will basically be what he was a year ago. I know a lot of these predictions aren't particularly exciting, but I think it's just a fact. Like, a lot of people do these prediction shows and they say, oh, I'm telling you, Victor Reyes is going to hit 450. No, he's not. Shut up. I'm just being honest. And I know these predictions may be a a little bit blasé, but I... I'm just calling him as I see him. This is how I think things are going to end up. Now, predictions in general are a complete crapshoot anyway. In terms of pitching, I think Matt Boyd will be excellent. I think he will actually finish in the top 10 to 15 in Cy Young votes. I think he's going to take a massive step forward in 2020, as will Spencer Turnbull. Both those guys showed glimpses of greatness last year. Both these guys came to camp uh, determined and ready and have pitched some really good baseball in spring and in summer. I think they're going to have good seasons. I know a lot of people are really excited uh, and interested in how Michael Falmer is going to pitch. I think we're going to see him very little. I think a majority of his starts are going to be those piggyback starts with Tyler Alexander, and we're only going to see him three, four innings at a time. I think he'll pitch some all right baseball, but ultimately he's going to be so limited because he is returning from injury that we won't really get a gauge on whether or not he's back, quote unquote, until 2021. So I think a lot of people are probably listening to this thinking I'm being more optimistic than usual because I think the offense will be better. I think the pitching will be better. But one area that I think is is going to collapse again is the bullpen. You know, when the Tigers were really good from 2006 to 2016, we were always worried about the bullpen because everything else was so loaded. It seems like in the last couple of years, because Shane Green especially was so good in the first half of last season, a lot of fans forgot how much of a dumpster fire this bullpen still is. And I don't, 
I don't have a ton of faith in Joe Jimenez still as the closer. I think he's had enough time to figure it out. I think he'll essentially be the same pitcher that he's been the last two years, which is a guy with solid stuff who will get you a fair amount of saves and and not much else. I think he's going to still give up a lot of runs and a lot of hard contact, unfortunately, and I don't think he'll ever actually be the closer of the future that so many Tigers fans expected him to be. Lastly, Who are we going to see from the minor leagues? Well, I can tell you we will see Casey Mize. I think he will get called up, let's say, 20, 25 games into the season, and I think he'll pitch some pretty darn good baseball. He'll take his lumps after a, a few good starts, but all in all, it will be incredibly exciting to see him pitching well, and it will get a lot of Tigers fans really excited going forward. I think we'll see Isaac Paredes. I know he kind of just recently arrived at camp, but like I said, with the possibility of Nico Goodrum maybe being on the trading block, as well as the fairly disastrous third base situation, I think we're going to see him soon, and I think he'll be he'll be all right. I think he might struggle more than some people are letting on. I, I haven't said this. I don't like him as much as some other people do. Like, I think his minor league numbers are, are okay. They're fine. He has gap power. I don't think he's that great of an athlete. I don't think he's a particularly great defender. He'll be an average major league player overall, but a fairly solid hitter. I think some people are kind of, I think some people have overly lofty expectations for him. This team will be bad. I'm not going to act like they won't be, and they will be pretty brutal to watch at points, but not a single moment in this season will reach the depths of awfulness that we saw in 2019. I am extremely confident with that statement. I think that we will see a team with a grit to them. I think we'll see a team with a clubhouse that is cohesive as it's been really the last couple of years under Garden Hire. That's one thing I think he's done tremendously well is keep the clubhouse fairly light, especially during this completely awful stage of miserable baseball. I think they will stay out of last place. I think they'll be better than the Royals. They'll finish fourth in their division and they will ultimately finish with a record of 25 and 35. I could even see them being 520 or 30 games into the season, but I think similar to last season when they got off to kind of an okay start, I think they'll fall apart about a month in and they'll finish in fourth place. But there will be, I think, more optimism at the end of this season than there's been at the end of any of the other previous campaigns because I think we're going to see at least one of these young pitchers and I think we will see several substantial steps forward in terms of improvement for this organization. So 25 and 35 fourth place finish for the Detroit Tigers is my prediction. All right, that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow this show on Twitter at LockedOnTigers. If you have any questions for the mailbag segment, which I probably won't be doing for a while, but you never know, maybe I'll bring them back. You can send them to this show's Gmail account, LockedOnTigers at gmail.com. And while you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. Leave a five-star review of this show. That would be much, much appreciated. I will be back here tomorrow. Tomorrow will be my predictions for the rest of Major League Baseball. Who's going to win the divisions? Who's going to win the awards? Who's going to win the World Bleepin' Series? I will answer those questions and more on tomorrow's edition of Locked on Tigers. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.